Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Alpha Brain is like a brand of Adderall? No, no. Alpha Brain is a drink that you can buy at, uh, like, I get them at Sprouts. Like, you can order them online. So it is a brand of something. Yes, okay. but it's not a brand of Adderall. I'm saying it's, it's like coffee. Like, it's like coffee without like caffeine in it, basically. It's like five hour energy. Kind of. And you take it's that more and for fo- it's more for focus. It's not like a it doesn't. Well, I'm uplift you, put, you, you take both at the same time. Yeah, I take Alpha Brain all day, every day. Every day. Yeah, you just buy a big pack of it. It might be just snake oil. Who knows? I heard about it on Joe Rogan, but <laughs> if I can, uh, it's along with the yeah, vitamins Chris I do. Chris listens to Joe Rogan. Folks. I do collagen. I do all and of he that. He believes everything Joe Rogan says. That's not true. As you can tell by listening to this, he just parrots Joe Rogan's speech. I name a thing that I parrot that Joe Rogan is saying. That sentence. You hear, the, you hear the Joe in his voice. You hear the Rogan in his tone. <laughs> And the bass in his voice, it's all there. <laughs> he sounds crazy. I like <laughs> UFC fighters, and the nigga interviews UFC fighters, bro. He also interviews white supremacists, and Chris loves it. Yeah, I can't get enough. It makes my day. This is why he I suggested go, we yeah. watch Bring It On Fight Proud to the Boy. Finish. First of all, to, no, 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 no. Who's going bullshit now? Trump. Trump ass nigga over here. He is fucking creating the turn fake news and then spreading it. That is rod Cro- crooked bullshit. Chris. I will crooked be Chris Joe over Rogan over Trump, okay? Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> you text me that shit. <laughs> I'm enjoying my day, you know. Just sipping on some tea, pet my dog, doing some work, and then you go, "Hey man, let's watch this movie. Bring it on again." <laughs> why is why is your why are you setting up some like afternoon in the English countryside? Like because you're, I like was you're writing to, your memoirs on love. Actually, I was trying to. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you have copies. <laughs> Blast! Why didn't I make copies? That's a really good movie. Um, I, I was setting it up to be how I was disturbed by that thing that we had to watch was bring it on. I was trying to present the most right. tranquil image. Right, right. Yeah, because right. uh, that shit was not. It's very racist. Anyway. Yeah, we don't need to go back into it. If you're listening to this episode, you know our feelings on bring it on, fight to the finish. And I feel like we're going to end up doing more bring it ons now, but I don't think anyone will be as egregious as that one. That was ridiculous, man. Ridiculous, but you know, sometimes you gotta get a check, man. So it's a busy ass day for you. What are you actually working on? Um, I have to do my take on this uh project I'm doing with the homie's mom, and that uh, we're what basically project? doing a I don't know what we could talk about, nigga. So I'm just saying what I'm doing in the work. But like, what, like <laughs> well, I just wanna, you just said doing a project with the homie's mom. That's like, no, it's, it's like, like it's words a right, that so have it's no a, meaning. It's a script, uh, okay. we're, and then in the script, uh, we were suggested to do a short story along with the script. So we're working on the short story part. Got it. it. And it's um, it's been a minute since I wrote uh, a paper type, like because it's not technically paper, it's like creative writing. Why are you like, whispering like all book, of a sudden? Like a book type thing. Because I'm, again, I'm focused <laughs> I'm up. I'm trying to man. listen to you and you keep, like, you keep I'm going I'm focused lower. up, man. I was thinking about it because I was like, I'm trying to make sure I'm saying all the right things before I say it. So mm. that's on me. But um, He's like sucking yeah. me in. I'm like getting closer. That's <laughs> <laughs> that low speak. Uh, it was in a YouTube video. Subconsciously, I probably just pulled it up. Fair enough. Um, 
Yeah, man. Uh, it's it's a lot, dog. <laughs> I don't know. I just uh, I did the a pass the other day. Yeah, and it just took me hella long, bro. I was took for me those like who don't five know, hours. what does a pass mean? Uh, so I work with a writing partner, and then this is also another person's thing. So, but when Rihanna and I, Rihanna and I write, we divvy up scenes. We'll write those out, and then we'll trade them. And then those are passes. Got so it. like um, you're writing a 30-page script. I might write five pages. Then she'll go and check that five pages and see if she can just add to that. And if she can, tight, that'll get some more pages. And if not, she just does her five pages. And then back and forth. And those are passes. Right. So every time we trade it off, it's pass. Right. Does that mean that like every script ends up having like both voices equally by the end? Or yeah. can you, like, tell still, like, oh, these five were her and these five were mine, like, when you watch something at the end or when you read it back in the final version? No, more so just the the stories would be, you can tell who was point on what it was. Mm. Like, we have things where it's like, this is clearly a story that's hers, and then yeah. there's one that's clearly a story that's mine. But because we do the past thing, like, we can tell, but, like, yeah, if you are our friends and watched it, you would just assume it's the same well that's that's interesting because i listened to the, the office ladies podcast yeah and on said podcast they will often be like oh i could totally tell this was like mike Schur's like script yeah or like this joke was definitely bj novak's and i'm like i could never tell that just watching this yeah but i don't know but they i guess yeah when you're close enough proximity you can parse those things out not even that i get um are those Who's on that podcast? Or is it the actresses? Yeah, oh. it's Jenny Fish, Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsley. So basically okay. uh, Pam and Angela from the show. Okay. So what, what theirs was probably more of a, um, one, if you're acting something all the time, you start to, because uh, the writers are in the studio and shit when you're shooting. Like yeah. You know the ones that are fighting for their fucking shit. And I, especially coming from New York type shit, they probably have heard BJ Novak's like, coming up with like did he come up with writing sketches and shit right so no his dad was actually a famous writer oh well so. either way well then <laughs> they're just reading the shit enough you know what i mean right. and like a they're dividing up individually so a person has that and that's more likely their shit and then they have tendencies to if it's their lead episode right. say certain type of shit so you can be like it's this motherfucker more likely than that person um yeah probably on top of that they you know I don't know which other shows do this. I assume there are a few, but you know, there's four main characters in the office who are lead writers on the office. So true. Uh, BJ writing scenes and then also being in the acting, acting out these scenes a lot. Yeah. I imagine people can even further For parse sure. those things out. Yeah. Yeah. Accurate. That's why I was asking, are they actresses or um, the writer? Like, if it was, like, Mindy Kaling or something. Cause, well, they'll have, like, that Mindy Kaling on as, like, a guest. Or uh, they've had, actually, like, a, some pretty big-time guests. Um, I guess they're all office-related. But uh, people that come back and share, like, a lot of insight about how the show was written for each episode or yeah. challenges with directing and stuff. It's actually really fucking cool. Yeah. I imagine, as soon as, this, as, soon as I started listening to the Office Ladies podcast, I was like... Oh, there's so many people out here with like pump fake ass office podcasts that are just completely worthless now. <laughs> they have no inside information. It's just 
opinions. They have nothing else to add. It's just like, wow, wasn't that crazy that this joke was there? And it just goes nowhere near as far as Office Ladies. I actually have never understood the whole um, unofficial like breakdown thing of content. But then I guess that's um, how most things get started, right? They're unofficial until somebody co-ops it. But... Um, why do we have the every single time we record? I have no idea. I was about like to ask guy that. Has to bring a leaf blower every fucking time. Bro. That noise you're hearing is a guy with a leaf blower right outside my window, just blowing leaves. Bro, it times out literally every time. Exact same thing happened, and it was a different time last time. Yeah, it, it was a different even day a week, like, different time of day. It doesn't matter. Like, we just this this cursed, leaf bro. guy shows up ten minutes in, right as we're getting to the good shit. I feel like this is a bit, bro. Like. He must live next door, and he's just like, ah, I know what this means. They're record. Yeah, I bet, I bet my landlord, who's a fucking crazy person, I bet she's like, oh, they're recording. They get loud. I'll call the leaf blower guy now, and this will be a perfect time for him to drown just, out these loud-ass black motherfuckers. I mean, sh- that would be a straight-up sitcom-level evil plot if that was actually what she was doing. But I could see it. I could see it. What sucks is that I have to close all the windows, as Chris just saw me do. And then it gets fucking hot in here. So I have yeah. to choose like noise or goddamn heat. <laughs> this is some bullshit. Black man in America, bro. You got to compromise. Uh, <laughs> you can't have it all. Well, back to, back to the office. This is uh, this week we're doing sports in the office. Oh, my God. I got to close another one. Hold on. <laughs> so loud. He literally has all of the windows open. Of- they're, they're blowing from multiple directions. <laughs> <laughs> They're not inside in the pool area. They were just outside, like near the the street. <laughs> They're blowing the leaves in the pool. Like what the yeah, fuck? Are they from doing? two directions. I have two different windows with two leaf blowers. Well, if you already tuned out of this episode, I get why. It's a yeah. lot of leaf blowing. It's loud. If you're still here, we're talking about sports on the office because I realize there's hella different sports episodes. Covering a wide range of sports. Uh, and because it's a comedy, it's always immediately funny or ridiculous how they choose to portray these sports. Uh, so you watch the ones we did. Because I, I was able to identify seven episodes and one leaf blower. I was able to identify seven episodes that were uh, full of sports stuff. And so today we're going to look at the deposition. He's so close to my ear. <laughs> I cannot take this at all. Nothing has ever been worse. I was going to say, bro, he's literally right up on this is the oppressive. wall, dog. This like, is oppressive. This, this is, is racism. A, this is. I feel like, you know what? Now I'm seeing him coming this close to your shit that it has to be the lady. Where is he blowing leaves to? You gotta blow them away Nowhere. from the building, not at my window. Nah, man. It's literally just a Goddamn fucking Goddamn homo sapien. <laughs> <laughs> fucking stupid uh, So the deposition Dream team Company picnic And job fair All have sports In order Deposition has ping pong Dream team has soccer Company picnic has volleyball And job fair has golf Is there, is there one that you want to just jump into right That just struck you I didn't do the ping pong one Uh-oh. I did um, Volleyball Soccer and um, golf and golf job. Yeah. Fair. All yeah. right. So 
Well, which one, I, I assume you want to start with soccer since that's your shit. Um, and because that's the brother Idris Elba. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I was gonna say aside from all the British shit, which is tight. Uh, that episode like didn't. The other ones literally had the sport. Like the like all the soccer that happened in that episode was that he just goes, "Oh yeah, the German Olympics. I was there for that." And he beams fucking shorty in the fucking face. Yeah, but it, so I mean, aggressively. It's the B story of that episode because the the dream team is really about Michael. He's he's quit Dunder Mifflin slash kind of been fired, and he's putting together a team with Pam Ryan. What's uh, the any guy's name? Fuck, I forget his name, like Dinesh? No. I feel like it's racist that I guessed that. Um, but he uh, he's putting together a team to like have a competing paper company, so that's the A story. So the soccer is the B story, but they don't play a lot of it. They spend more time talking about it. I understand that. So I've, I understand it's the B story, but in the other two where it is also the B story, they are actively But they involved do play soccer. It. Like... I just guess. a little bit, but they I do guess. play soccer. I just thought it would be, it just opens itself up for so much humor of uh, Dwight trying to play soccer. But the way he played it is more like the character Dwight, and that like he's setting up Jim by even having them play it. Yes. I respect all those moves and I understand it, yes. but I'm saying I would just have preferred if. You like, wanted to see Dwight actually play the thing. I just thought it would be funny. I think that in all the sports episodes, I believe the only one. That you see Dwight really play, like he's in the basketball episode, but he doesn't really do much. Yeah. But he's in in the ping pong episode. He gets loose. That makes sense. Uh, but you didn't watch that episode. You're saying I did so, not. So we'll stick with the with the other three then for today, because there's seven or eight of these. So it's going to be a two part thing. Uh, so again, there wasn't a lot of playing of the soccer, so that's what really bothered you about this episode. That really, that's what really grinded my gears. Really, really yeah, <laughs> like, but all the rest of it was pretty funny. I think the um, the kiss assness um, <laughs> I'll, was I'll just reframe that bitch assness. <laughs> also works was just, but it was like, Mwah. I was like, that was spot on right there. I was like, I've seen some of that there bullshit, and it sounds just like it. Well, I've never been in an office setting at all, so I don't. I've seen assistant coaches maybe kiss up to like head coaches. It's different, bro. But I've never seen it like this, fam, bro. Like working a production office is an office, bro. It's just the rules are a little bit more hectic, you know, or something like that. But like a production office for a TV show um, is just an office. You're rolling calls, you're doing emails, you're printing shit, like yeah. you're scheduling stuff. Yeah, and. It's all people who are trying to get up like anybody else in Hollywood, but in an office space. So right. it's just double aggravating, dog. Like they're just like, "Oh, what's up, boss? How you doing? No, no, no. Oh, oh, oh. How about that Lakers game? Oh, yeah, oh. Yeah. It's like, hey, Chris, you tall and black. Sports. I don't fucking dude. I don't know about fucking rugby guy. I didn't watch the football game last night because these are my teams. Like, stop right, forcing right. me to have this conversation. So, in your experience, does the kiss assness work? I mean, sometimes for some people, but then there are bosses who are real ones who are just like, I need you to chill, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, calm yeah, yeah. down. Like, I don't even like that shit. Well, like, so, in this, in <laughs> Idris Elba, his character seems very no nonsense, but then his like weakness, I guess, this is Charles Miner's the character's name, is not just in this episode, but in the episode where David Wallace comes to town. He becomes the biggest kiss ass there is. 
and he loves people kissing his ass. Yeah, he's a corporate man. But he's he's so anti all the bullshit until <laughs> kiss assing comes into play. And he's like, ooh, I'll, I'll bite. That's their dig at corporate because corporate <laughs> people be like that, bro. They be like, nah, fuck all that. Fuck all that. Oh, hold up. Climbing the ladder up. See, look, this sounds real hateful for some art artist <laughs> type niggas. But like, I did the jobs. I can say this because I've seen it. And that is how corporate niggas usually are because that's how you got to succeed. Is this how you were? No, not at all. That's why I didn't last that. long. Who's That's why I didn't last long. I don't know anybody that admits that. I didn't last long at it, so clearly I didn't do it right. <laughs> First of all, you got to parse through Chris's lies. He said that he didn't bring up Bring It On, and now he's saying that he did not here. kiss ass at his office Oh, I wish, you could show, I wish this was a visual podcast <laughs> so that I could show the screen the text message to watch that garbage. I may lie. Sometimes, but not all the time, okay? And now is one of those not all the time times. <laughs> so fuck that and fuck you, sir. <laughs> fuck out of here. So in the episode, what you get is Andy. Oh, wait. No, no. Wait. Okay, what? On, on the kiss asses thing, the last, for no, the one before the last projection job I did. Kiss some ass. This fucking dude had his nose so far up this woman's ass I don't know how he was fucking surviving bro I was like dude you gotta stop he got a lot of juice on his lips then. bro oh. <laughs> just just the way anatomically just it's, it's what happens alright if this was twenty years ago, the tangent that I would go into would work. So I'm not going to do it now. But um, he would be such an asshole, do his job poorly as fuck in the office, and then just think he was big king dingling. But whenever she walked in, he'd be like, "Oh yes, sir. Oh, what can I do for you? Oh, your son's so funny." D d d d. He's yeah. Mexican. I, yeah. uh, his Jimbo voice is just because yeah. he was cool. <laughs> <laughs> but like, still, dog, it was just so ridiculous to me. And I was just like, if that's what you got to do, bro, I guess I'm fucked. Because I was like, I can't do that. Like, right. I, can I just do my job well? Like, do I have to do all of that right. shit? Like, yeah. is, if that's the requirement, I'm fucked. Like, yeah. And it's just, it blows my mind. And I, uh, it's always made me upset. But. I mean, I guess that's like, in the office, I guess, when you look at Andy and Dwight, the entirety of the show, they are kissing ass. Yeah. Like, this is the one time... Dwight doesn't kiss ass because he only kisses the ass of Michael, really. But uh, I just, yeah, that's because it was just Michael. It made it seem like that's just their weird bromance. So it's a little less aggravating as right. it is with um, Ed Helms' character. Yeah. Which makes my fucking spine shake. I just like everything he does. I'm like, oh, oh. Like in the golf one, he did Dartmouth. We're not going to it, but the Dartmouth thing was like, oh, my Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. This this soccer episode, the soccer part, Andy has like a soccer screensaver on his computer. And he, during work hours, he's not using his computer long enough for A, the screensaver yeah. to come up that he has put there. And he's never done this. He hasn't had a screensaver the entirety of the show, except for when Charles Niners was there. And then he's just sitting back with his hands behind his head. Like lounging in his chair, just watching his own screensaver. He was chilling. When Charles walks up, he's like, oh, I got a soccer fan in the house. He's like, oh, what? I didn't expect you to see this. 
I have also never seen anyone doing work in the office. <laughs> I thought that was like a part of, I just thought that was like a running gag. I don't think I have ever seen anyone other than Pam do work at the office. They'll like stand by the things, you know what I mean? Like it just be in the general area of where work would be happening, but I don't ever see them do it. Like it, what's the workaholics? They do work at workaholics. <laughs> like they're still like typing away at the computer. Right. Or like actually making copies. These motherfuckers always just sitting there fucking with they each other do, they and do staring at the work. screen, bro. They do hella work on The Office. The issue is, especially the first seven seasons, 60% of the scenes involve Michael Scott, who is not doing work at The Office. That's what I'm okay? saying. There's I'm a whole episode saying. about him wasting time where Pam has to track what he does. But he still closes his sale at the end of the episode. Right. I think then you have the next people get the most shine are all the salespeople. And so their work is like, making a call it's not necessarily ever typing in anything and there's many episodes where they're on the phone and he's like so i'm making a sale can you leave me alone yeah and then next is accounting it's like pam at the, at the front desk you see it because that's the nature of her job is she's always writing stuff down or taking calls accounting i feel like is always writing something down especially angela but then you get to like creed mindy kaling's character uh uh i don't know why i'm blinking on her name uh you know who does the most work probably in the whole office is Toby. Goddamn human resources. <laughs> yeah, He's he always fucking work. He does do a lot of work. That's a good point. But uh, whatever. No, uh, no, no, no. Because look, I watched. What was the last one I watched? The one that was 28 was. Um, shit. Uh, not soccer. Volleyball one, the, the volleyball one, where they have, where they have, but yeah, the next episode is literally talking about how Michael made a fucking whole chicken pot pie, and that they moved all the clocks up to five o'clock so that they could all leave at fucking noon. So I was yeah. like, it just reinforced it. After I was like, no, none of these things do nothing, and then you fast forward, and the whole thing is about let's get out of here at eleven. The the. I will say that the theme is the less work Michael does, the less work anyone else does the entirety of the show. That's true. Okay. Okay. So Andy sits there and puts the background up. And Jim, who has been abstaining from trying to impress Charles, out of nowhere says, like, I don't watch soccer. And Charles is like, oh, really? And he's like, because I'm more of a player. And that's how this scene gets set up. Uh, the, 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 the game gets set up because Dwight calls him out. And it's like, really? Because you never, ever, ever talk about it. And it's like, well. And then he's like, why don't you guys play after work? Which is insane because in that scene, everyone's wearing full suits and work shoes. No one changes any bit of clothing to play soccer with no goals, as far as I can see. Even Charles, because he kicks. The First of all, what is, what is Idris Elba doing? He's showing off his dribbling skills in his full suit. But then he tries to launch a ball at what? If Phyllis wasn't there, would it just hit that black truck? That was going to be my question uh, after we talked about Phyllis getting decked in the face. Because the follow-up to that was, um, gosh, Jim, as a 
seasoned soccer player, why would you duck at the last minute? I was like, because Idris just launched that ball at his face. Like, yeah. I was like, also, he, yeah. he would have got hit in the face the same. That's what, I, I wrote that note down too. Like, like, why is Jim the one at fault here? He's what not, is Idris, like, if nothing blocked that ball, it would have gone 150 yards. For no reason, like, to literally nothing. There's no Do net nothing. set up. There's like, nothing. you is the car the goal? Because you just go fuck up that person's he car? Break the window of that car. A hundred percent. Because he's kicked it like somebody who is British and has played soccer. So he, he put some strength behind that I feel thing. like he, like, toe-punted it, too. It didn't even feel like a, like a technical good kick. He just, like, straight up Rod Benson fourth grade kickball style. <laughs> trying to launch it into the moon. He used to love kickball. That, that, I, that's a league that should be done. That seems fun. Uh, you're not going to like kickball leagues Damn. for the same reason I don't like kickball leagues. It's too leagues. serious? It's, I don't mind the seriousness of it because it's not as serious as like softball is, but the more serious the league is, the more you see one thing. Bunting. Ugh. The person playing third base has to start beyond like the line that connects, the an invisible line that connects third base and the pitcher's area because uh, it's not really a mound. And then if you just literally just tap a bunt, just the shape of the ball, it's impossible to throw somebody out. Yeah. So you'll get like 35 bunts in a row. And I'm like, is this what you guys paid for? I pay for this goddamn That's so lead. stupid. This is what we're doing. You, you got dressed. You told your friends, oh, I'm busy tonight. I got bunting to do. <laughs> and I just like, I fucking hated it. That's weakness. That's weakness. That's that's. No, no. The whole point of kickball is to launch that bitch. Yeah, like, try that's to the fucking whole point mark it. <laughs> that's, the, that's the whole game. It's, it's a giant, slow-rolling ball. Let me kick it as hard yeah. as I can. Dudes be out here like six foot five, two twenty. like... That's... <laughs> Judge. I would walk off. I would throw my. I would, if there's no helmet, whatever we have, I'm throwing it at that person and I'm walking off. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but this is. I played three seasons of kickball and then I had to, I had to move on. I really wanted to love it. But the bunting, man. That's also not surprising, though, because that football league was the same shit. It yes. was like, it's just like, bro, why are you all doing a physical activity if you're just going to be fucking assholes about it? Like, if we, like, the whole point is to be playing a game. Like, yeah. Well, what I didn't like about, what I don't like about a lot of rec sports, I would say basketball is really excluded from this. But as we played, now I've now done softball. Uh, a lot of these things being co-ed, by the way. Uh, I've now done softball football, kickball, and basketball. And the other three not basketball all have rules in place designed to like level the field. Which ruins the whole game. In a way that's like, what is the point of competition then? Yes. If it's all like, it, it, and then it becomes who can exploit these rules the most. 100%. And not who's the best at the Which thing. is the dumbest thing I've ever fucking heard. It yes. was like, so why are we doing this activity? So for those at of you who didn't play, it was pissed. We, we played, co we played a co-ed flag football, and it was not football. A ridiculous I don't activity. know what it was. You had three downs to get 20 yards. The field width, was, I felt like, was always changing. The referees seemed to never know what they were doing. And every three downs, there had to be a, uh, it was called gender, where like everyone basically had to take a seat except for the quarterback, one defensive player who wasn't allowed to rush. So what's it like? Why are they there? And then three on three women with now the field way more wide open because it's a three on three. Like mad disrespectful in its own way, but okay. Yeah. So <laughs> if there's one girl just one step faster than another girl, it's instant touchdown. So we would lose, basically, because on gender plays, the other team would get a touchdown basically every time. And then the rest of the game, 
we would still do all right, but there'd be so many, like, you couldn't possibly fumble. Like, it's not legal if the ball falls, it's just dead. But you could still lateral. See, the other teams would run all these, like, fucking crazy lateral plays and shit that weren't, again, not football. I don't even know what it is. But if we, like, defended it and it was a fumble, it just counted as nothing. So I started to really be like, Bro, what are we even doing this for? So There's literally, this is literally the most pointless thing. This is not called football. It needs to be called some other name called bitch-ass ball. It's not even 707. It's <laughs> yeah. literally just fucking, oh, it was a waste of time. I was like, this is so fucking stupid. Whatever. Let yeah, me... it was stupid. <laughs> it was stupid. so aggravating. As stupid as Charles trying to punt a ball in a 20-yard-long exactly. office. At a car and or two other people's faces. All right, we could move on to the... He would uh, be good at kickball. Let's do the job fair. That's the golf one. Because, obviously, you know, I'd be out here golfing. Obviously. Immediately, Andy says, I hit 1,200 balls yesterday to prepare. And I'm like, bro, what? Is, how many buckets is that? I think a large bucket has like 80 balls in it or something. I thought it was 100. I was going to say, that's bonkers. Let's round it up to 100. 12 large buckets in a day Fair. is insanity. Fuck, <laughs> fuck the splinters on his hands, bro. How is his shoulder, his hip? That shit... That hurt my body when he said he did 1,200, bro. I think that the, the accuracy there is actually pretty right on, which is that the the uh, the hands actually take most of the... if you Especially if you don't know what you're doing and your grip is weird or you're like an amateur, that's where you're going to feel all the brunt of it. I When I first started really picking up and went to the driving range for the first time, my hands were pretty fucked. And that was with one large bucket that I like really couldn't get through. But my, the rest of my body was fine. But my hands literally didn't heal for like two weeks. How is this guy hitting 1,200 fucking balls the night before? And, and as far as I can tell, he still didn't play well. It didn't like lead to anything. He just fucking did that and fucked his hands up and it looked garbage. You know how? Because <clears throat> he was focused on kiss-assing at the utmost degree. And when you kiss-ass that hard... You uh, sacrifice yourself because you already sacrificed your self-worth. And so what he give a fuck for? Because he gave up. He did that so long, terrible fucking Dartmouth joke that I feel like, let me not shade. I got two friends from Dartmouth. They're not that crazy, but I feel like they would do that. Um, you take that shirt off right now or I'll take it off for you. <laughs> My grandfather like, would be spinning in his urn if he knew I was playing with a Dartmouth boy today. Spinning in his urn. I love that fucking line, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pivot it up a little bit. Ed Helm is a real good actor, though. Don't get it wrong. But that character, because he's a good actor, is fucking anus. <laughs> I can't stand it. But they did do what everybody says golf is for, but not really on the golf course. Business deals. And I love, what's his name? What's the, the uh, fat guy's name? He's looking Kevin my favorite Malone. character. Uh, I, I don't know his real name. Kevin Malone in the, in the show, though. Kevin Malone is Loki, my favorite next to Stanley. Um, he's like, I'm going to turn his petty cash into next, next month's month. rent. And I was like, go ahead, kid. Get that money. And he named a bunch of games that <laughs> you know, I'd never I, heard that of. That was going to be my next question. What are any of those things and okay. are they real? I'm familiar with Skins. And I'm familiar with Bingo Bango Bongo. Run us through them. And only Bingo Bango Bongo by name and not what it is. I just remember it from like playing Tiger Woods Golf on PlayStation <laughs> years ago. Yeah. Skins is basically just like you can you each hole, there's like a winner. Okay. So and then if you like if everyone ties, then it pushes and the next hole, whoever wins that gets two. Okay. So it's an easy way to like make a game for money and make it 
easier to keep it close. Because if you just do strokes for like $100 at the end of the day, if I beat you by one, I win 100 Yeah. But if I beat you by 20 I win 100 yeah. But if we do hole by hole, maybe I have two lucky holes and I win a couple back Yeah. or whatever, and the strokes don't matter at the end. So the rest of these, I try to write them down. I, I feel like a couple were made up at the end. Aces. Yeah, he says he says skins, Acey Ducey, Bingo Bingo Bongo, Sandys, Barkies, Arties, Wolf. I have no idea what Barkies, Arties, Wolf, or Sandys are. Okay. I mean, I also don't know what Acey Ducey is, but it sounds like le- legitimate. It sounds real. It Let's sounds see. like a real thing, but I have no idea. No one's ever mentioned any of these games to me. Is there a golf terms glossary? I'm sure you can Google it. I'm sure you just Google, was Kevin saying that real shit? <laughs> I'm Googling exactly that. Was, is, was, was Kevin saying that Kevin real shit? Kevin saying that what real What comes up when you Google, was Kevin saying that real shit? Real shit. Not at an office, just was Kevin saying that real shit. 100 best real shit images of 2020. Nice. Uh, real shit feeling saturated. Okay. Shit Kevin has said. YouTube. <laughs> Click on that. What is that? I'm about to pull it up. And then a bunch of Kevin Gates stuff. Oh, wow. This is just a random, random Korean dude. Some Korean guy named Kevin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally just a Korean name named Kevin. <laughs> what? Okay, it's a very pretty looking Korean dude. Much like a K-pop looking star. Just saying words. Yeah, it was creepy. <laughs> and it had 150,000 views. Absurd. How You know how much work I put into videos? <laughs> to have one twentieth of that? It's just some kid saying words? Not even special words, just regular words. I don't understand. You need that fucking Korean industrial complex behind Holy you, bro. Holy moly. That shit... That is the truest thing ever, though. When you put a lot of work into something, and then somebody was just like, fuck it, and it just knocks the bitch out the park, and you're like, god damn it, bro. Bro, I've done that to myself before, which is when I was really doing videos, and anyone here who remembers this, we're talking like 2008, when I was with Yahoo. I mean, I put in work on Boom Got Them Dose, which did slap, got like 40,000 views. Boom Got Them 3, not quite as great, but still went pretty hard. Boom the girl one, boom the girl two, the the rock band. All of these got around 10, 30, 10 to thirty thousand views. And then I we were I was in Vegas for the summer league, and this dude was at this bar and he was like surrounded by women, and it was like a it, it was like at Ghost Bar or something. So it was like very empty because Ghost Bar, especially back then, like the Palms built all this shit that became irrelevant very fast yeah. as everyone else built up and made some shit that was nicer. Yeah. So Ghost Bar was like empty except for this one guy and like eight girls around him. And me and my homie were like, what is happening over here? And we walk over and this guy's doing this thing where he puts like three quarters on top of a dollar bill on top of a beer bottle. And he's like, he's, or I put a hundred dollars on under this. He's like, yeah, any of you ladies who can get the hundred dollar bill out without touching the quarters uh can have it or without knocking the quarters over and of course nobody could do it but i just i remember seeing the look in their eyes and i was like this guy's really got a fucking gimmick here i'm like 22 i'm like bro i still don't really know how to get laid this gimmick appears to be working so he does it he he basically just licks his finger and just smacks the bill like as hard as he can 
and it just yeah. slides right out, like almost like pulling the tablecloth off of a table thing. Yeah. And uh, and so I asked him how he did it, and he told me. And then I went home and I went back to the hotel room and practiced and just, it, <laughs> and just immediately uploaded video. And it's like it's the most misogynistic video I have online. Probably it's like all you have to say to these bitches is try to get the dollar out, and they won't do it, and you'll just be you'll just be getting fucked, man. You'll just get fucked. A million goddamn views oh my in like God. in like two days. Oh my God. It was picked up by like all the worst outlets, like the Chive and all yeah, these things. Yeah, obviously, like, <laughs> bro. Like, what are you talking about? Say all you say is all you gotta do to get these bitches. <laughs> bro, life is a learning process. Young me had to learn some things. Nigga, did you have a pickup artist book, bro? Well, like, no. <laughs> but I was fascinated by that show. I really was. Mystery. <laughs> what the fuck is Mystery? Is his name? <laughs> What is this guy? Why was that nigga dressed like a bargain bin Chris Angel, bro? Yes, he dressed like a magician, <laughs> which terrible. ties it all together. Magic works. Oh, my God. It's funny that that dude years later was like, you know what? Um, all of this misogyny and like playing is just not cool. Like The real way to do it is get a partner. I was like... He must have got married, and then exactly. she was like, yeah, go back. <laughs> Edit exactly. what you did he said, hold up, hold up, brother. Oh, that's so funny. <sighs> Anyways, <clears throat> so... The part that stood out, two parts stood out to me the most in the golf course, mat, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Dude taking six shots to get out of the bunker. Bruh. He gave it to him. He said, bro, just pick it up. You can take <laughs> the triple bogey. But if you've golfed, you've probably been there. But what happens more likely than taking six shots to get out, unless it's like a super stiff, I'm sorry, like a super like steep uh, bunker that has like a like kind of like a cliffy wall in front of it. Most people just, they can't get it out, and then they end up hitting it like 80 yards too far. Yeah. Very rarely do you see someone just, just miss it six it. times. Yeah. That's, I was like, bro, it's not even moving. Like, you're hitting yes. to the left. And, the very, like, and even when it does take five, six times, it's usually because, yeah, it's so steep that they hit it up, and it catches the top lip and rolls back down. Yeah. This guy was just missing the ball six just times. hitting dirt, bro. What are we doing? He's not good. Pick he's, it up. He's <laughs> not good. Why did you, why did, if you're that bad, why do you come out and say, it would make this interesting. Ten bucks a hole? That sounds like you're wasting your own money. He was down $230 at the end to Kevin. Hey, you acting like... He said... Uh, but he didn't even have to pay it. He said, put it on my tab. Yeah, because we're going to pay this again, my friend. You That's a keep, finesse. You keep coming out here and taking L's? But hey, there are dudes that do that, man. The, the fucking golf course my dad used to go to, uh, there was a guy who was just straight up a gambling addict, and golf was his gambling, bro. He was just... The thing is, he was your, nice. Michael Jordan was at your dad's golf place? <laughs> That's fucking crazy. I heard he's a terrible leader. <laughs> petty ass. Now I wish we had sound effects so I could give you a petty sound effect. God damn it! <laughs> but, wow. No, nah, this dude's name was Jeff, and he was short, but he was mad nice. He was a white guy. He was mad nice though, but he would always overbet. He got too confident, mm. and he would be lit, and then like put a twenty grand on a bet. Twenty grand. Holy shit! I was okay. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff was rich, rich. Uh, I did play golf a couple weeks ago with a guy named Mitch Burrow, who you do know. Mm -hmm. He's a comedian. Uh, we got to get him on here so we can talk about this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, beat the shit out of this dude, dog. <laughs> but I told him, like, I'm not great. I shoot mid-90s. I've literally never broken 90. Uh, and he's like, all right, bet. Like, what do you want to pay? Like, 500 on it, 1,000? And I was like, what? Because he wanted a painting of mine if he won. And I was like, bro, you're doing the most. Like, I saved him a lot of money because I was like, you're not, I'm not going to beat you at golf and take a thousand of your dollars. 
Also, if you do get one of my paintings, it costs more than that. Yeah, surprise, motherfuckers. My, my paintings go for enough to get me my rent paid. Not just coming over here asking for cheap ass paintings. I hate when people do that. Two hundred dollars. That's too high. I'm giving you a fucking deal, best friend. Fuck you. Niggas don't got money like that, bro. <laughs> tell them they think art is. Tell them you tell them. Hey, tell them this ain't that cheap shit, bro. Go to Target, nigga. <laughs> yeah, get, get some Pam Beasley Motel art if that's what you're looking. Real for. facts. I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't disagree with you. A, a lot of niggas will ask for free shit, and it's like, well, hold up, bro. Like, this is a lot of time invested yeah, in my this. shit. Is very labor intensive. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Mitch wanted to bet for that, so we settled on a hundred dollars, or I'd make him like a very small original painting because at least i can then have more to put on my portfolio uh it never got it never came to that he didn't want to play a skins game either he wanted to play straight up strokes yeah so if he had done that it might have been closer but as it was i won by like 10 strokes Damn. and then i told his wife who works at the comedy store <laughs> no I blasted it over the no, pa okay when we were, i was about to say yeah. <laughs> you did more than just his wife you told everybody who was listening and then she texted him like this motherfucker talking shit about your golf game and he came right down to the comedy store and had words it was amazing. <laughs> That's how it's done. <laughs> it, it had to be a great feeling, though, just to blast him, have your wife be like, hey, man, uh, you got to come defend your own honor, bro, because you get roasted. Yeah. She's, she's pregnant. And I was like, I was like, you need to teach your son better, better habits than your goddamn husband. Because <laughs> he's out here losing college fund money. I'm not about to drag this man. I know I really want to hear his argument for this. <laughs> Because he has the perfect, the perfect accent to argue against you too. Be like, look, look, okay, all right. He got, he's like the least racist person with the deepest accent the I've most ever heard. Southern accent <laughs> I've ever heard. There's no way that accent isn't racist. He's saying like very progressive shit, like yeah, women should have the right to have agency over their bodies. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. I don't understand. You're not supposed to say shit like this. That's not your dialogue. You speak like that. <laughs> that has to be so aggravating for them, bro. But it's like, hey, man, it's not my fault. It's it's American history's propaganda, dog. <laughs> you know, uh, that accent is uh, synonymous with bad things for people to look like me. Uh, <laughs> so Jim shoots a 102 yeah. at the end, which is, uh, it's not bad. But it's, again, it makes me wonder, what did Kevin shoot? Because he got everyone money. Jim owed him 120 bucks at the end of the day. So that means that means Kevin won at least twelve holes. I think Kevin probably got ninety because uh, that. I feel like if he was that much of an addict, he has to be lower, and then he was probably just taking time off because everybody else was trash. Yeah, I think he got lower than ninety. The way he was thought, like ninety is pretty much an average score. I, I would say. I know. I was saying that he would just he's taking it off. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, yeah. playing bums. But I guess, what I mean is that like for him to be that confident in the beginning without having seen any of these other guys play golf and say, I'm going to turn this petty cash to next month's rent. It says two things. One thing that Carl hates about golf, fucking hates about golf, is that the least athletic motherfuckers are good at it. Yeah. And Kevin is the fat guy on the office who's terrible at it. Uh, or ter look, looks like he can't really do anything. And here he is. Taking Working. everyone's money on the golf course. That's how that guy was I was talking about, too. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff? Yeah. He was just a fat little... Short, short, fat dude. He was yeah. like 5'8", chubby as hell, big beer gut. Crack that boy, bro. <laughs> like, it was the first time I see somebody hit a golf ball. I was like, wow, that's impressive. I was mm. like, that's ridiculous, bro. And he just did it like clockwork. Just 
bink, 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 bink. I was like, no, bro, I don't have the patience for, to have that muscle memory. I was like, because that's what that is. That's ridiculous. You can do but, it. You can do yeah, it. Yeah, but what's... A, what's a... Just being big, you naturally could hit the ball pretty far. I mean, but there'll be tiny little Filipino kids like the ones I played <laughs> with the other day who are like 14 who will out-hit you because they know the mechanics tigers. of the fucking shit better. Hey, man, it'd be like that. Same thing with throwing a baseball. Like, 50 Cent can't throw that bitch for shit. Like, he's strong as fuck. I can't throw a baseball fast. And I don't know why. And I used to be a pitcher as a kid. And I just don't. My arm motion is just too inefficient. I just can't do it. Yeah. I can um, hit the fuck out of a volleyball. It also doesn't and I make can't sense. throw a baseball fast. It would make it like that you should just off how long your arms are be able to sling that bitch. Like, can't, I, just, I, I don't think I can throw faster than like 70. Hey, man. I mean, unless these things are lie, like they have, like in Korea, they have all the like baseball, like kind of like games. Yeah. I don't even know what to call them, but like the one, obviously, the one that everyone does is like the fast pitch one. Yeah. And I can't get above 70. And I'm like, this doesn't make sense. I'm a powerful ass dude. All forms of throwing is technique, bro. How strong you are isn't really the, the thing. I think yeah, my arm motion is just like too whippy or yeah. something. As a kid, as a pitcher, it really helped me because it was like confusing. It almost looked like my like. My, I was told by a coach that my elbow started up first, so it looked like I was about to throw then, and then I whipped my arm back. Yeah, and so then it just like threw, threw people off. Timing the time. off. Yeah, yeah. but that's like little league where it's easy to throw people. Once I got to like junior league, yeah. people were just teeing off on me. It was me. like, all right, cool, bro. It's like, was all right, cool, dude. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> we're out of here. Yeah, I feel like if a, if a coach really taught you like fire technique just off of having an arm that long. Like, I doubt you have a long career in baseball, but, like, you slinging that boy, bro. Fair enough. Like, yeah, but that was the football challenge. Like, when I practice, everybody would get on their knees and try to throw it as far as they could so you don't have any extra, like, gather jump in. Yeah. And just the dudes who played quarterback at any level were always the ones who could do it because everybody else is just trying to muscle that bitch, and it's just a shot put at that point. That's uh, that's <laughs> Kyle Bowler. <laughs> That's how Kyle Bull Kyle Bowler was the quarterback at Cal my freshman year. And the whole hype was that he could throw a football. By the way, the year before I got to Cal, they were like one in ten. Okay. So there's no reason for a quarterback of a one in ten college team to be on anybody's draft radar. Yeah. So when they said that we have a potential number one pick, I was like, I don't Houseway. know how that's possible. Houseway. The next year we went like seven and six or something, six and five. Because we won, like, the worst bowl game there was. Whatever one that you get to if you're just 500. And, uh, and then they're like, yeah, Kyle Bowler projected first-round pick. And I was like, this doesn't make any goddamn sense. Well, the thing is, he could sit on the 50-yard on the line on his knees and throw the ball through the uprights. And that's all the NFL cared about. Like, ah, uh, you're in. So that's, that's a bomb. Okay. You're in. We'll figure everything round, else out. Yes. We'll figure everything else out. <laughs> just uh, do that. Yeah, I mean. Which is insane because you want, like... The way they value first-round picks in football, to just take a flyer on some guy who that's all he's ever shown he could do sounds insane to me. It's like taking a first-round pick on a guy in the NBA because he's got the highest vert they've ever measured, but literally can't dribble. That's not the same. Because you can get He didn't that, have good numbers. I'm saying, but you can get that quarterback to do something. Like, that's not a first-team That's not first team quarterback. Like, that, you just want – that's the best-case number two option. Like, right, you but can you just use a first-round pick that. on him. That's what I'm saying. If you're picking that guy that with the 2003 draft, who's in the 2003 draft? I don't know. Oh. Some ballers, I bet. Probably like Charles Woodson or some shit. I don't know. He's a little older than that. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think that that – 
makes you a first round pick. That's all I'm saying. With nothing else ever showing, and I don't think his his career was decent for a couple of years, but he never lived up to being more than what he already showed he was. It wasn't like rocket science with him. With Aaron Rodgers, it was the exact opposite. This motherfucker showed it every week, completed 20 straight pa- 23 straight pra- passes at number two USC. I was at that game. It was fucking legendary. And people were like, oh, I'm starting to believe this guy's the truth. And they were drafted. Ba- I think oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers was drafted later than Kyle actually, Bowler was. Actually, yeah, this was a dumb move on their part. There were some dogs. Yes. <laughs> it's insanity. But hey, that's the Ravens go Raven, man. I don't know. <laughs> the Ravens are usually good at selecting. They want to do what they want to do, bro. Ravens have had excellent, excellent use of their draft picks throughout the years. I don't know. I would disagree with this draft of Kyle Palmer. Number 19. What, what number did right Kyle Right after Troy Palmer. 19. 19. And Aaron Rodgers went like 24 or something, which was the next Cal quarterback selected. So just to say, one guy showed he could do all the things in college and went late 20s, mid 20s. Another guy showed nothing in college other than, hey, watch me do this trick. They're like, ooh, you like that trick? <laughs> we love what you're doing, son. Now that's Mitch Burrow. We love your football game, boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> we want- <laughs> oh, my goodness. Niggas are so grumpy. What do you- I don't understand all this Mitch Burrow hate, bro. Oh, I'm not hating on Mitch Burrow. It's just his voice. <laughs> it's, such a, it's such a specifically Southern voice that you never, if you live in L.A., especially like Hollywood area, you never hear someone with an accent. Never. It's like they're not allowed here. Or they... Not enough country music for them or something. I don't know. It changes. I mean, I have a uh, homie. Uh, his uh, boyfriend. Well, I guess his boyfriend is also my homie uh, from Mississippi. But I guess yeah, he has the gay on top of the Mississippi. But the Mississippi dr- comes out sometimes. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I have a friend named Brad, and he's from Alabama. <laughs> he went to Auburn, and he has an accent. But I think at this point, Brad was the only one. But Brad's accent almost feels like more comical now like i feel like he can turn it off but like the hose in his life be loving it and he's like he's got like a lot of muscles and shit so i feel like for him it's like putting on like a country thing like it is is, it is a part of his image yeah he is that you know brad yes yeah yeah (laughs) but but mitch it's not it's just authentic this is just he's just got that that thick ass accent mitch also has a benefit of like i think that's good in comedy dog like it it is be something different it makes the deliveries funnier I 100% agree. It's part of what, like, almost everything Mitch says is funny. Yeah. Because he just delivers it with his regular voice. Exactly. Like the cadence, everything is like, that's just funny. He's <laughs> got that Theo Vaughn, uh, except he's not, you know, bugging on that snuff. Yeah, he's better than Theo Vaughn. Uh, all right. We can move on to Company Picnic. Yes. What do you have to say about Company Picnic? Liked it. Big fan of it. Really? It's one of my least favorite episodes of The Office. Really? Yeah. I, that, that, so there are two things in it that I was like, this is funny as hell. That terrible improv, or I guess it was play that they wrote, because yeah. it just reminded me of every shitty improv scene ever, yeah, and I they're, just laughed. They're, like, they're, like, it's, they're do, basically doing two prof, <laughs> yes. and they're jumping between scenes. <laughs> he like jumps. <laughs> if you watch Company Picnic, and you've never heard of two prof, which is... Probably, if it's done right, it's one of the funniest versions of improv because it's because it's the hardest. It's very <laughs> difficult, and it's like you get a lot of brownie points for playing like and remembering six characters at once. Uh, they're doing it, and no one's laughing there. But I think if they did do that on stage, people would be like, "Wow, this is incredible." 
But everyone in that space is like a fucking hater, so. I don't know. I don't know. I just, maybe it was the silence and the cringe of it, but I just, it was, it, it brought up so many things for me that are funny about like when people have the stereotype that they have about improv. Hmm. You know what I mean? Of like, it's just like when you're a comedian and you see a, a, another comedian, like you know both of them are good at that. Like, like you said, it is impressive that you're doing it, but it's still yeah. like, ha. <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I just, yeah, they, if I'm being technical about it, their uh, space work, their fucking like, use of props, like the way she holds like the fake taser in like the proper way, like all the people care about this shit. Like if, if in, in improv, if you hold a phone up, like you at home, hold a phone up to your head with your hand. I bet you did like your pinky down and your thumb up. <laughs> this is not kosher and improv. They're like, ugh. Hey, those at home. Hold a gun up with your hand. I bet you did pointer finger out, three fingers paced back at you and your thumb up. That's not allowed in improv. You have to do like, I'm holding a gun where like there's like a space in between your fingers and your your pointer fingers like on a trigger that's not there. If you're doing a phone, you have to hold like Mimic like you're holding, like literally holding your phone. Yeah. And that's how you have to do it. Not this like, hey, I'm like, work for AT&T version. They did all that right. (laughs) These motherfuckers at the company picnic were not accepting of how well they were doing this. I love when people do something well and they fucking still pop. It's funny, dog. Every time you sat back down, you remember to like keep it like, it was just like everything. I was like, wow. Actually- I was like, God damn. I was like, that's rough. And then they fucking dropped the, why would you mention the closing? That guy gets so many good lines. The fucking dude who chews them out, the guy with the glasses. Oh, uh, David Wallace. David Wallace gets so many fucking funny lines, bro. And that that was a perfect sum up of that scene right there. But he also, <laughs> again, I don't know why people, like, a lot happens in the show where people blame the usual suspects. But David Wallace, it's your goddamn fault. Why did you tell one branch manager... That That's the other specifically that branch manager, yeah, especially Michael of all Scott, people, who, like know, he's on record in a deposition saying Michael Scott is not that dude. <laughs> and you're like, hey Mike, here's a big secret. Now get up on stage. You, you're the fucking idiot here. Yeah, I mean, that's why it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> he's, yeah. like, he's like, bro, <laughs> what? <laughs> and also, I like that that was the most um, competitive everybody was. In that episode. Right. As far as like, I was in the mind of like, we're watching these sports episodes. And I was like, oh yeah, the sports. Like going back to the fucking intramural right. football and, and kickball, that shit is fucking goofy. Yeah. And so then when Pam was like, uh, I also think it's mad funny whenever there's a person, because there's always a person like that. When Pam was like, I may have played a little bit of uh, volleyball in uh, middle school. In, in middle school. In high, in high school, school. In college. In volleyball camp most summer. It's like... I did a, I did a, I do these things for Wave TV, as you know. Yeah. And yesterday I went in and I had to record this thing like top ten. Oh, it's like a mock draft, which we didn't. Neither me nor Josiah wrote, so I don't know who wrote it. Um, which is an important note because I don't even really agree with the order, but we did it. Whatever, got paid. Ha ha. But I'm money. reading the script off a prompter, and then whoever wrote this put the word like "yo" in a lot, like. You won't believe this guy's draft position, yo. And I couldn't get the... I'm like, bro, whoever wrote this was, was not white. a black person. They were white. Because I cannot... I'm, I have trouble reading this out loud. I don't know why you would have been like, yo, the fact that this is not coming comfortably means that a black person right? and I'm not saying this part. I, 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 I said it out loud. I was like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm just having real trouble with this, yo. 
And the guy's like, okay, you can just forget the yo. And it was like, it's still there in the prompter. It's like fucking difficult. But I'm like, this is not. So yeah, whoever wrote Pam's line, and went to volleyball camp most summers. No. With like, make sure you don't see ER. It's got to be MMAS. No, I wasn't the specifics of that, but that is also hilarious. Uh, good nigga joke there. Um, is, is, um, Ooh, she says summers. She's racist. But but that person who always who is always mad quiet, who just turns it on at the office things, is always so entertaining to me because mm. that used to happen all the time. Because they would always have like softball things, you know what I mean, and right. shit like that for the office, like rap event there's always that person who knows that shit who's just like meek yeah motherfucker <laughs> dropping a bat doing a flip off and shit and i'm like whoa for this. i was like yo you think about this all year long you relax <laughs> they're like i would like make a play that was athletic and the next play fuck something up just because i don't know the fuck of baseball they're yeah. like how are you doing i was like because literally i don't play this sport nigga and i'm just athletic what do you mean? Like, when we get like, to the basketball episode of the office you'll really feel that <laughs> you'll really feel what you just said but as it stands yeah i actually i hated because I, I played volleyball i hate the volleyball scene it's like half the time they like hit it over after one hit yeah they don't everybody's do technique is fucking crazy it's real bad even Pam who they set up to be some like legend her hit yeah, was they never weak as shit by yeah, the way <laughs> they show her take like a full wind up but then they don't show connection with the ball of course yeah. but it like her angle of attack is like straight into the net do you remember when she uh you, I think that one when it goes straight to the net is when she was like yes let's go like right after they just got a point and then she goes and does like a full volleyball thing. And I've seen many a volleyball thing. And I was like, oh, she's throwing like that. She's about to drill this bitch. And she went, <laughs> it went like barely right <laughs> over the net. I was like, well, then don't do all that shit before. Just be bad competitive. <laughs> I also, it must be said, Jim and Dwight are both like 6'5". Yeah. Okay. And there's this one scene where Jim gets set and just spikes it straight down. I'm like. These are your go-to guys. <laughs> yeah. These, these guys are affecting the game way more than your five foot three receptionist ever will. And then when like Idris blocked it back, like barely even jumping, I was like, Jim, look how high you are, bro. Yes. Like all of you guys like, are towering above this game. Like jump higher, bro. Like Jim is an excellent basketball his, player. He just put his arm up like this. He didn't yes. even jump over the net. I was like, fam, <laughs> jump a little bit. I have problems with this. I have problems with this. Yeah. I understand what they're trying to do. I just don't like it. It's not. The worse that the com competition are is, the more that shit like height fucking dominates the room. Like, they don't True. have to do anything to be the best in the room. But Jim's whole thing is, whatever, dude. Like, but he which is why he's low-key mad aggravating. He got me. real competitive. He was, I mean, once Pam turned it on, he was like, oh shit, okay, we out here. And he's the one, because she gets hurt, he's like, I'll drive her to the hospital real quick and come back. Yeah, true. Like, he's like leading that charge. Yeah. I don't know then. He has no excuse. He, he has no goddamn excuse. He just didn't show up. Some people are just not built like that. Okay. One of my favorite jokes in the whole show, The Office, at any goddamn. is <laughs> in this episode, though. Just a quick hit. Because at the time, I was rocking these. Okay. He's like, sir, are you blind? Because he's, oh he's trying God. to come at Aaron, who's oh on his God. team, and he, but he likes Aaron. He's and then he's like, <laughs> he's like, sir. He like looks right past her. And he goes, these are expensive Ray-Bans, asshole. No. I love that line so much. Yo, I know that People shit had to tell I was wearing the real Ray-Bans back in those days. I'm like, these aren't the fucking knockoffs. These are $110. These are expensive Ray-Bans, asshole. 
<laughs> Yo, that joke, that joke, Loki hit real hard for the same reason. I was like, oof. I was like, oof, <laughs> oof. Because at first, your reaction is like, get the fuck. And then he said Ray Vance, and I was like, ah, I said that. <laughs> was like, when when so Wayfarers were like, yeah, in these yeah. Streets. When it was like everybody, it was like the right after the Kanye fucking thing, and then everybody would just have the hot topic drawers. I was like, nah, nigga, hold up, hold up, nigga, give me my credit, nigga. Look at the words in the corner. The manic nature of Chris's <laughs> Ice right now. I cannot compute. Hey, I don't know. Uh, I haven't cared about anything else after that. I was like, it's all a lie. No, it, I, I love that. I love that joke. And then well, I wrote something else down. That shit was mad funny. Uh, what's his name? When uh, so Dwight's boy. Love who they that. met Hilarious. because Dwight was at a shoe store and he heard this guy asking for a shoe that could increase his speed and not <laughs> leave any leave tracks. tracks. This guy's Ninja somehow shit. team captain. I'm like, what? You've ne- no one at the office knows you. That was my... I was like, did, did he come in another episode and I just don't remember him? He that was no other episodes. Just this. That dude's a pretty big British actor. Maybe that's why they gave it to him. Is he so British? Like, yeah. Okay, because he doesn't have the accent in the, in the show, so I didn't know that. What is he in in Britain? Helly shows, bro. Um, he does like in betweeners. He does uh, some more some more deep cut shits than that. I'm sure if he's not in betweeners now, I'll look for him. But this guy has the best lines, some of the best insults in the whole. He was show. coming with the heat, bro. Yeah, my favorite. Mm-hmm. One. <laughs> he's like, what? What? No, was the it was I a recipe written or an equation? Which yeah, one? the equation. He says, what is one fiance plus one lover equal? Answer, one whore. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that shit made me go, ha, ha. <laughs> but he also goes, so like the the, the Dunder Mif- uh, the the Scranton team does a, a play well against the corporate team. And this same guy goes, uh, uh, they're going to wipe your asses with your serves and piss all over your faces. I was like, what? It's happening. This guy's not a part of the company. You Someone should kick this man out of the building. You can't always come with the heat, bro. Sometimes you get fucked up. Uh, what's the company? Um, he. Wait a minute. So he actually was just a stranger to everybody that... except Dwight, and then Dwight never he never came back. And it was just and he was like in, he had a clipboard and he was running like the substitutions. Angela even... tries to sub in, and he's like, and he sends in Meredith instead, and she goes like, "Hello, did you hear me?" And he goes, "I don't hear cheaters, tramps, or women who break my friend's heart." <laughs> it's like, sorry, guy, who are you? Does anybody here know? You? He's a fucking hero. That's why are you running the substitutions? I don't understand. That is a wild fucking move, and I did not even realize that. For some reason, my brain was just like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." Just another weird person in that office. Wow, that nigga did not work there. Oh, he's a voice in Adventure Bros. Okay. Um, he's a bunch of movies. Uh, I'm trying to find the exact British one I was thinking of. Anyway, whatever. I'll find it and bring it up later. Um, yeah, man. The Office, uh, I'm excited to do these because I don't have such an encyclopedic knowledge of The Office like you do. So. You know, is office a, is my jam. I mean, we're, a, we're at about an hour. We can wrap up this because this is going to be a two-parter. So it's not going to be any fancy ending here because I knew there's no way we could get through those four. And then also we still have, and these are the funnier episodes too, especially now that we're lumping ping pong into this. Basketball, the fight, 
fun run and the deposition. The deposition being ping pong. The other ones I all have like the, the sport in their name. Yeah. So I there's gonna be way more run. of the thing yeah. in these four. Good. I know because fun <laughs> run is burned into my mind, and that one will never not be funny. Parkour. <laughs> <laughs> and then the running across the cars. <laughs> I love that fucking episode so much. Shit, Chris is fired Parkour. up like never before. <laughs> Parkour. So we'll we'll break here and we'll get we'll get the uh, those other four episodes in for part two of Office Sports. You're. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.